because anyone from Orlando, Bloom, BJJ, I'm in on. That first Pirates of the Caribbean movie rocked. I thought Wasn't it really it good. I th- thank you. I thought he found his little... His, do you report to Orlando Bloom, or it's just named after him? It's just named after him. Oh, okay. I am Kevin. We are back with Over Under. Raph, this is your show. I just had to ask the guest if he was from Orlando Bloom BJJ, and he agreed he was. So we now know who secretly runs Orlando <laughs> BJJ. I'm completely fine with you spending this time doing those kind of inquisitive questions. Uh, friends, we're back here after a very, very interesting weekend. And I'll tell you this. This is the first time in a long time I went to go watch the UFC at a bar. And there's a lot that I have to say. Um, but I happened to watch this particular set of fights with our good friend Jake Watson. And there was one moment, and I'm going to ask Alec in a second if he's ever experienced something like this. But there are these, you know, just bleed bros next to us in Orange County at the bar we were watching. And at one point, I think somebody was locking up a guillotine to go, oh, it's over. And I swear to God, both Jake and I at the same time said, no, it's not. And we looked at each other and I said, I'm just glad that we're both judging these people and that normally we keep it on the inside. But we made sure to let this guy know No. It is not over. Because, look, the fight's still going, moron. Have you ever experienced that at a bar when you're watching fights? Yeah. I mean, I'm from the South, so we got, like, rednecks. And, man, it's just it's rough. That might be one reason I don't really like fights that much, to be honest, guys. Just the fans. To be, you see, the weird part is you say that, and then... I don't know if we in jiu-jitsu sometimes are like, we're too good for that. But yeah. then you go visit, say, Nogi Worlds, and you hear everybody yelling nonsense there. And I say, well, we're not all innocent on this one. Yeah, that's true. Nogi's different, though, right? Mm, no, nope. They're all pretty bad. There's still a lot of yelling and pohada and a lot of Brazilianness. That still prevails. You need to ask and yourself one always... question. Is tap out technically no gi? Yeah, it is. It yeah. might not qualify for most tournaments because of the <laughs> glitter, but that shit is street legal. It, did you go to no gi worlds? No. I did. Thank you for asking. Oh, I'm sorry. I go ahead, Rep. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I attended no gi worlds this weekend. How was it? You I know, it, it was... Okay, um, what are you going to say that's different than any year before other than, oh, no, people are double guard pulling. Oh, no, <laughs> no I don't know how this. to wrestle. I'm glad we brought Alec Balding on to do some actual journalism for the show. What yes. did you who won? Did you see some familiar faces? Was it new people at Nogi Worlds? Yeah, I'm no, I'm talking to Raph now. I, you spurred oh, the right. questions. I'm just I didn't know if you were there, too. Were you? No, just following it from a uh, East Coast. Well, I just I dig your journalism here. Go ahead, Raph. Um, I mean, everybody who thought would win did, and those who you didn't think would win didn't. I mean, oh, it, it, some of the people are. Some of the people are the exact same goddamn people you see all the time. So I'm going to defer this over to Alec because I'm going to ask you what you thought that you saw at home because I can fill in some of the holes 
of what it looked like live. Because I really saw maybe about two or three matches that I thought like, oh, shit, that was hot fire. Um, But I saw a lot of other matches that I said, let's never speak of this one again. So what in your mind stuck out on the match side? Uh, I think definitely definitely like the lower belts, you know, we're killing it. Purple belts, Mm. brown belts. And uh, I think with black belts, it's always like it's like musical chairs. It's like whoever it's always different who's competing. Mm-hmm. And it feels I feel like if you win it like once or twice, they're like, OK, I'm not going to come back to this thing. Mm. Um, but it's, it's like the worst place tournament, like as far as timings, like right before Christmas, like, man. I don't know. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that, because one of the reasons I saw Jake Watson so much is that we actually went around for a grappling hour and asked people what they wanted for Christmas. And, oh, yes. you know. Yes, we did that because I'm not allowed to go on the floor and interview people like a real journalist. No, no. And and here's what I'll say on this one. This one was actually my fault. This one I did apply too late and I said, oh, no problem. That's fine. I would say, however, though, um, they do have a standing policy with the IBJJF, which is you're not allowed to do video interviews which is absurd. And they themselves don't really do interviews as much as they stick a camera in front of your face and they go, you won. How did that feel? That's Mm -hmm. tell us more. And those interviews are always terrible. Like no one likes watching those things, but they're like, they want to like out of breath and like, can't even think. Yeah, and then sometimes there's the language barrier thing where it's like, oh, so yeah, so so much bahala, uh, uh, you know, I'm so tired. He was he was good, he was good. I I like him, and uh, you know, I give so much. Uh, I give praise to my cheese, and uh, you know, I I love you guys. Okay, thank you. And it's like that's not a real interview to me. That looks like <laughs> one minute of wasted time. And maybe you get a discussion on a guard pass if you're lucky on one of those interviews. Kev, did you not see like a like a dime, a, a moment, a, a speck of any part of uh, Flow Grappling's No Gi Worlds? I've seen nothing. And when I say nothing <laughs> in accordance to what you're talking about, I mean nothing in terms of anything. My okay, parents okay. were in town for a birthday celebration, and we went on a 48-hour bender. I can tell you about the food truck situation at the Christmas Bazaar at the Exodo Center, but that's not helpful for this conversation. That's not what you asked. No. Saw nothing. Well, nothing's not completely true. Did see some people have an MMA bout with a patch of ice two nights ago, and I can tell you it is uh, formidable. Um, That's impressive. I can tell you, Kev, a few little highlights here. Uh, Roberto Jimenez does not do well in his weight and then come back, comes back and destroys in absolute. And as a result of that was given his black belt. There are a few people get their black belts. I mean, tell me a little bit about what your perspective on uh, Roberto's because everybody was telling me there was one match you got to see. And what was the one match you got to see with him? With him? Uh, Probably the final in absolute where he takes the back. You know, gets the submission. Uh, I mean, he's an amazing kid. I met him at at uh, Lucas's, and su- super awesome guy, man. I'm I'm super happy for him. Lucas's? Who's Lucas? Uh, a Lepre, Lucas Lepre. Oh, oh, 
Oh, thank you. Heard of him. Yes. It's just helpful to say his whole fucking name, Alec. Damn it. Kev, Don't name drop me. When like, you're... Uh, I met this guy. His name's Rod. It's like, Rod? Oh, it's short for Rodolfo. Rodolfo? <laughs> oh, Vieira. It's just like a world-class guy. It's, it's what? Uh, it's, it's oh, not, I was over at Luke's diner, just hanging out with some friends. Damn it! <laughs> it's not my fault. All the Brazilians have the same names, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Rap. Just had to yell at the guests for a brief, quick moment. I'm back. I, don't blame you. <laughs> I, I in short conversations I've had with Alec in the past, he's definitely been like, you know, man, Roddy. Who's Roddy? Oh, Hadalfa. That's just what we call each other, bro. It's very different. Um, you know, he's he's done that. He's big time does. I just want to make sure that people know. Go watch that one. I know him and Pedro was hot fire as well. Um, I can tell you one match that I saw. I saw Jonathan Satava have some fun uh, exchanges. He didn't end up like I think he took third. Um, and he had a, some close battles on, on his, uh, I actually, again, Jake Watson had a really fun match, uh, that I enjoyed watching. There was one final though, that I want to talk about, because I want to tell you, this gets like the verbal tap award for excellence in same team itness. Kev, did you know <laughs> that verbal GFT, tech, verbal tap legal is already shaking their head at your title? They're like, that's not a reward. I think we've given out. But <laughs> it is now. I'm looking uh, at creative. Hey, you get on a trophy. They've heard it, Raph. Go ahead. What if I were to tell you two gentlemen from GF team were like, yeah, we're same team, but we're going to do this. <laughs> you have to, man. You know, there can only be one winner. You're going to you do what? That, but they don't have to. There were several closeouts at the large level of this game. And that is always absurdly annoying to watch. I mean, Alec, if you're like, if you're close to the person, I understand, but like, you're just on the same team, but you never, you don't know, even know the person. Yeah. What do they do? And this should round out our world's coverage. Cause you two have yeah. so far not wowed me with anything. Like someone invented a new <laughs> heel hook. It's like, it's all been circumstantial at best. What happened? Did they did they do I, some pro wrestling moves? Is that what you're hinting no, at? No, 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 no. They off. actually had a they had a match. My, I don't give a shit a about moment. this. Radar popped off. <laughs> Sorry. Well, the reason I, I why Kev is you was there, and can I? You know what? Thank you for bringing that up because while we were doing the remote piece, we were walking around, and there was a sign that I felt was a little deceptive, but I really hope someone was stupid enough to read it in this way. The exact wording for the USADA sign says, USADA, this way to doping control station. And it made me think that if you're not smart enough, you just are a person who does steroids and they're hoping to catch you by going, hey, steroid control station this way. <laughs> Yeah, just walk. Where's the steroids at? Like, <laughs> steroids sprinkled acai. Don't tell anyone. Ten dollars. That's probably why a lot of those guys didn't compete. Now that I think about it. Yep. Yep. Strangely, some people that you know and love are like, Nah, I don't. I wouldn't do this. And I'm like, Bro, you cakewalk at every other tournament, but you're suddenly not at this one. Mmm. Now you getting some of those Christmas steroids. Mm, yum, 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 Especially yum, yum. like the local guys, you know. 
Hold on. Do they have special Christmas steroids that you can like put yeah, in cookies? Dude. Yeah. I didn't know Christmas that. Christmas flavored. Oh, well, now I need. Okay. Oh, dear Santa, <laughs> there's some things <laughs> I'd like to add to my list. Did, did anybody so, ask for steroids for Christmas? <laughs> I mean, I did, but for different reasons. Um, Kev, I just want to say this. Nogi Worlds, I think I previewed it as honestly as I could, which was, it was fine. I was there for two days. I watched some. I didn't watch others. But the remote we did is a lot of fun. So watch that. Uh, it'll be on the grappling hour probably tomorrow. We'll see how fast I edit it. Deal. Head on over to the grappling hour at any of the social medias. For more of the grappling-specific coverage, you can expect the type of in-depth analysis Alec Balding fails to give when he mentions that he <laughs> hangs out at a guy named Robert's gym. It's like, who's Robert? Oh, Alberto Cyborg? Abreu, <laughs> have you not heard of him? Oh, he's just, uh, it's, uh, some people call him the robot. It's not a big deal. It's like, yeah, Robert? <laughs> Who the f anyway, you can head over to Grappling Hour. You can find us on all of the social mm -hmm. medias. I want to get a little bit to UFC. Did I miss anything else grappling-wise while I was in a food alcohol coma? I had a frozen apple cider bourbon, guys. I don't know what day it, it sounds is. sounds delicious. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> it's, it's Monday. It was like 21 degrees out. I'm just crushing them. Well, let's reveal. Alec, you fell asleep during the UFC. And I yeah. would like to know... It's not even that you're old. It's more so a reflection of what maybe was going on. So I'm trying to ask, when do you remember falling asleep, if you do? When did I fall asleep? Uh, we had yeah. like a holiday party, and I was supposed to go to UFC, and I didn't, even, I didn't even make it out of the holiday party. I just went home. Alec, this, this grew sadder than I thought it was going to be. You miss your own holiday party because old? No, no I went to the holiday party, but then after it was like, we were supposed to go watch UFC, and I was like, uh, I'm tapping out. I had Alec, to tap out, guys. You took a sacred vow to he, watch the fight. But he verbal tapped, Raph. He just verbaled yeah, it out. He's yeah, like, I gotta go. Did you well, say? I feel bad. Did you say I verbally tap? I think so. Dickhead, you didn't say it. <laughs> you can, I can hear see the look of defeat in my eyes. <laughs> the look, well, that is the look of that's the official look of the podcast. Now people know what it's about. So someone yep. says verbal tap out loud. He just he whispered it slowly to his teammates. All I'm all out of love. I'm so <laughs> lost without you. It's just him whispering. I tap out. And Greg being like, that was intense. All right, Alex out, guys. Gotta go. Next bar. <laughs> well, let's do this because I watched it. I, I watched the main card. I tried to keep up with as much of the prelims as possible. Bragger. But I want to start up up top. Well, one of us did the homework. <laughs> no, so when kidding. one of us does the homework, I see it, it's it integral. Very, Otherwise, very we hit. couldn't have done the show. One of us would have, we would have had to delay it's, it three hours while I watched the fucking event. So thank you, Rap. It's like a. It's like a group project where one guy does all the work. You were to show up to like, you know, take all the credit. Oh, your foreshadowing's amazing on where you fall on this group project. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> I just love the fact 
that I'm fucking Reese Witherspooning the <laughs> shit out of this show for you guys. And I am 100% on top of my game here, and I will tell you analysis. So when I start this off, I'm going to describe to you what happened. You Let's sweet start home Alabama top. the shit out of this. Is that the Reese Witherspoon performance you're referring to? Honestly, I would have gone <laughs> legally blonde or uh, election which is a little bit more apropos but you know okay, fine. Do you. but i love her in sweet home alabama anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> when you want to shoehorn a reference that you know damn well does not fit i applaud you sir here is what you guys missed kamaru usman versus colby covington dare i say was a very fun fight did someone get made great again? Yes, America came back. Excellent. <laughs> and okay. guess what? It's not the America that the dumb portion of our listeners think. It's the America that at the end of the night when they said, Hey, um, Usman, are you did you hear everybody chanting USA, USA? It sounded like they were on Colby's side. And he goes, um, I'm more USA than that motherfucker. Just because he's born here doesn't mean he's all USA. It means he doesn't know how hard I work. I work my ass off. So frankly, the fact that they would be cheering USA also applies to me, if not more so, because I worked as an immigrant on my way here, and I am the champion. And I was like, ooh, that's a good answer. Good for you. I heard Usman hired Obama's guy as a speechwriter before this, and that's the type of genius that makes him a true champion. He was like, I got to say something stupid as a mofo. But here's what's so great about all this, guys. This fight... Everybody expected, like, oh, boring wrestlers, they wrestle fuck, they get decisions. Both of them, there were zero takedowns attempted in this fight. Uh-huh. Wow. Colby came through with some very stiff punches and was putting it on Cameroon uh, at the very beginning of the fight. Cameroon's punches, though, were landing. There were some questionable moments throughout. And what I mean is, did Colby maybe low kick him? Not necessarily. Did he eye poke him? Yes. <laughs> then did Colby uh, 100% uh, pretend like he got eye poked? Yes, he did. So this was a saga. And I really want to make sure that we're clear here because uh, it's easy to get wrapped up in the rhetoric of Colby trying to be a professional wrestler heel and even doing as much as to kind of like every once in a while dropping the shtick and going like, yeah, guys, I'm just... I'm just pretending this is hard, but I want to make sure that we're very clear on this show to give Colby Covington the true respect that he deserves because he fought for three rounds with a broken jaw. And I think wow. that it's something you truly have to admire about a fighter who motherfucking lost in the end still, bitch. We made uh, America even better when he lost. It was fucking amazing watching him lose. Jaw was I cannot already tell broken. you. So what happened? Presumably is, from something Usman did. It wasn't fighting anyone yes. else, right? No, I mean he could have fought somebody in the crowd. So here's what happens. Uh he was putting it on him in the first two rounds very close. I would almost say that Kobe had the first round, the second round, maybe Usman. We're talking like real thin. And I know Kev, you love box scores. I dare you to look up the box scores and ask me questions about this particular fight because they are very close. Signature when we get to the strikes third, 175 to 143. Mm-hmm. 
And whose whose way does that go? That goes Usman's. I mean, the, yes. all the stats and, slightly go Usman's favor, um, just slightly though. Except legs, leg shots, fifty percent more shots landed by Covington. Yes, and even those are kind of weird. So the whole fight was fun to watch. They were standing up. Everybody's getting good shots. At one point, I think in between maybe the third round or so, Colby is telling his crew, I think I broke my jaw. And they just don't even say anything. They go, okay. But you know it hurts because he says it again. Like, I I think I broke my jaw. And everybody's like, yeah, that's fine. So nobody even gives him the time of day. Like, how much of a shitbag do you have to be that your own team goes, and? Oh, man. Cool. So they were doing their, they were putting him through. And like I said, it was way more exciting than we thought it would be. And it came to a real big question of going into that fourth round. What did those cards look like? Everybody at the bar that I was at was scoring it completely all over the place. The internet was all over the place. And yet some people were thinking the pressure is on Usman here. Can he actually pull this off? Now, when they get to the fifth round, Cameroon sees a little bit of blood in the water and actually starts going to work on the jaw. And Colby gets knocked down a couple times. And Colby was, as some people would say, winning the first two minutes of that fifth and crucial round. And then Cameroon connected a couple times on the chin, putting Colby down. And they ended up stopping the fight with 50 seconds left to go. At the very end of it, Colby was super pissed that they stopped it, even though he was not defending himself. Some will argue that Usman was hitting the back of his head and wasn't really there. But, like, this fight was over. Now, here's what makes it even more entertaining. If the fight had gone the entire distance, some people were saying, like, oh, you can't do that to him. You're robbing him of of making a comeback and doing that. Those scorecards were two and two. So there was one scorecard that was two and two. There was one scorecard that was three rounds to one for Colby. And another scorecard that was three to one for Camaro. So that means even if they didn't stop the fight right then and there, Usman still would be champ because he still would have won that fight. So it was a fun day because right afterwards, Colby went and did two things. One, you figure, well, his jaw's broken. So, you know, he's probably not going to take this well. That motherfucker ran out of that arena. And I'm not talking like just run like anybody's business run. He ran like a white kid in a argument with his parents. Like, I hate you guys. And they slammed the door. That's how he ran out of the cage. So not very manly. I mean, you know, all things considered, it's hard to really shit on somebody who gave a great fight, but we're finding ways to. Um, I just felt like, man, this was such a fun fight that I didn't expect to be this good. And credit to both of them. It was amazing. Uh, Colby did go to, uh, you know, he was rushed to the hospital after. And the tweet that he put out or the, the thing that he put out was trashing of all people one Mark Goodard who was good enough to understand at one point that there was that eye poke that happened and, and that Mark was right on the money 
because Mark actually saw it and people were like, oh, I can't believe you would stop that. But he made 100% the right call to do that. And uh, Colby was basically saying that uh, he robbed him of this. And he was like, you robbed me of this. How dare you go home and sleep like that? This is a fake ref. That was a fake eye poke. That was fake everything. This was a fake sort of thing. And I was like, oh, what a whiner here, guys. That's, that's unfortunate. Was it a fake broken jaw or was that Shawshank style? What was that? Surprisingly, it, the results came back when he went to the, the hospital. His jaw was not broken. Fake oh, was fake fucking reporting from Colby Covington. And we can't trust anything he says. He said, my jaw was broken. It wasn't. Was it like fractured or something? Like nothing? Maybe his will was broken, Alec. Maybe his tiny little <laughs> yeah. sensors in his, in his brain. It's hard to say. So... Now they're starting to talk about what they're going to do with Cameroon. And Dana at one point was even entertained by the thought of a Jorge Masvidal uh, Cameroon fight, which I'm not against at this point. Um, some people think that Colby should get it run back. I'm not one of them. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting to see that fight, but I don't know that we need to see it right away. I think we can maybe hold on that one and then redo it in a little bit because I, I do feel like it took a little bit about each of them. And if you get the opportunity, go look at Cameron Usman's uh, style for that day. That motherfucker was wearing, like, a fucking, what is it, magenta suit oh, with man. a bow tie. <laughs> Look oh, fucking sharp. So props to that, man. And that, my friends, was your main event. So what do you think happened in the Max Holloway fight, given the results you see in front of you? Kev? A trifecta of decisions awaits my future, and I wonder what's behind door number one. Because anytime Max Holloway gets beat up in a unanimous decision, mm-hmm. which is multiple judges, including one judge that scored the fight 45 50, which mm-hmm. is not close. The other two were much closer. Yeah. I wonder what the F happened. Was this a weight increase situation? When you run into those bigger boys, is this Max Holloway getting older? What happened? Mostly it was Max Holloway kind of just getting outboxed and outpunched here. I mean, he was getting countered. And Alexander was, he had a great game plan. And I mean, Max was in the fight, but Alexander looked very sharp. And it was close to the point where there was a, a good moment in the post presser with. Um, Max Holloway, who, what do you think he said after he lost? Uh, Alec, any questions or guesses as to what he might have said after? No, I got nothing. <laughs> Get him on the mic immediately after. And the first words out of his mouth are, hey, man, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no. And I start immediately thinking, does he really, does he have the brain damage, though? I'm very concerned. It was what it was. Would have been a better part of this is my suggestion. Might might want well, to pass his that. version. His version of great expectations is it is the greatest of times. It is the worst of times. Yeah, <laughs> he just hits him. With, uh, half his charm is fight. that I, he talks like Fonzie, really. And I, yes. I'm to, back to your point. Might not be a good thing. No, yeah, but even spring, better than that, damage. though. He brought his child there, and that child steals the show. And he did say that this time his kid, as opposed to the last time when he was he lost, I think uh, that he, he, Dustin Poirier fight, 
they basically said like man that kid was inconsolable you know he's crying and he's like don't cry man it's cool but this time he's like they asked they're like how's your son taking it because he was sitting right there like he was a member of steph curry's family and he was just like oh little blessed he's taking it well man like (laughs) he's you know he's i told him and he's like i want to go to disneyland it's like oh man okay (laughs) so that was that fight let's move down Alec, you famously said that Amanda Nunes was going to win, correct? Yeah, I think so. Is that what and I said? she did. She did. I, I, I heard some feedback from her, though. 49-45, 49-46, and 49-44. The winner Wait, by your hold unanimous on. decision. Yeah, did, you, did you miss the part where he said he heard some feedback from her? Do you have a direct line to her? What, what, what feedback did you get? Uh, I just heard some things about the match, you know, having done some pretty bad jiu-jitsu. Yes. Um, okay. Kev, what do you think of this strategy? Amanda backstage when they asked her, because there was a moment in the first round where it looked like she could have finished. She had like a head and arm triangle and it's like she almost let it up. It was very strange especially with somebody who just looked like she could have finished it right then and there. And she was getting rocked a little bit. There was a leg kick that kind of like struck her a little bit. And there was a point where, uh, Jermaine, they ran to me, uh, was working. Like she just basically while in guard in a really shitty way, threw up kind of like an armbar triangle that for a split second, the angle just looked kind of bad, but it wasn't, she got out pretty quick. And, uh, I don't know, but do you think it's a good strategy to admit later on that you wanted to go all five rounds when you see a head and arm triangle like that and you think, does that mean you just kind of let that go just so you could fight for five rounds? This is another wild attack on jujitsu that I won't stand for. Not as a (laughs) spokesperson, but simply as a casual observer. Feels like once again, people focus on the knockout, the what's new, the Instagram worthy moment. And we're stuck back here in the 1990s trying to produce some soulful content with a good old fashioned choke of the podcast. Give us the head and arm we deserve. Yeah. We will still buy tickets to the Rolling Stones if they're alive in 2025. And that is my stance. Again. Despite it being a decision, entertaining enough fight was for a third uh, fight feature on the main card. I was fine with it. You know what was interesting, though? Jose Aldo, for as bad as he looked on the weight, fought just fine. He didn't win, but he looked like he was rocked early in the fight and then slowly came back to be the old Jose that we knew. I would invite you guys to watch this one. I'd love to hear what you guys uh, who did watch, if you want to hit us up on social media, let us know what you thought of that fight because I had people asking me what my numbers were in terms of how did I score it. And I was like, I don't know. It was pretty close. Jose was mounting a comeback. I don't know that I could give him the fight, but it was closer than it should have been. Um, so that Jose's was good. Like, you know, that bitch's name was comeback. You're right. <laughs> the fight didn't go but well. But you know, uh, you know who didn't need a comeback though. Uh, Peter Yan. Peter Pan. <laughs> I was really pissed. I held that one in all week because I didn't do that last week on the pun, <laughs> and 
and I was like, I'm going to hold on to that one because that's the easiest fucking pun that we didn't do. But yes, Peter Yan uh, fucked up Uriah Faber. Uh, it was, oh. it, this was mad. Not only did he like knock him out, like knock him down a couple times, but like Uriah was staggering and heart of a champion was trying to fight his way through that third round. But ultimately, Peter was kind of looking like he was feigning this knee when he wasn't close enough. And Uriah wasn't even going to stop that. But then Peter switched it into a kick from like a what looked like a fake knee attempt. And it just, it was brutal and it was amazing. And, you know, they were trying to say, like, do you think Uriah retires? And Dana was like, I don't know. I think he was okay. I mean, oh my God, this still makes sense, you know. I mean, we're we're gonna sit down, but he's got a good fight before this, and then a bad fight. It's hard to say. I have it on yes. official UFC business. This uh, Uriah Faber's been bumped to the preliminary card. This is a brutal KO. <laughs> he got Peter yawned out of the UFC. It's not a huge deal, but when you knock both chins out, you're upset. <laughs> Alec, your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, it's it's sad to see like these legends go down. Um, and man, they just keep fighting. Like you can't like tell them not to fight. That's all they know. Yeah, especially when their chin controls forty percent of their brain. It's serious yeah. stuff. It's like um, Mike Perry loses. Irene Aldana wins. Uh, Amari gets a decision win over Ian. And then Matt Brown uh, won by viciousness. So it was nice to see him back to normal. Unfortunately, it was at the expense of Ben Saunders. But we're getting to that point now. That's exactly Kev, how we, we grappled, should be. What happened, what happened in that match? Um, You know, it was kind of – so it went in the second round. And Matt Brown just kind of sliced through Ben. And his guard a little bit like it was interesting because you know ben is very flexible and he was trying some rubber guard here and that's always fun to watch but like matt brown though got time for that shit matt brown was like fuck you dude and uh was able to finish the fight with some elbows and some punches and if you've ever seen matt brown even when we were grappling with him kev i think you'll agree with this he wasn't hitting us but you could feel his elbows even just in grappling really wow it they're a little sharp i mean it's not like he tried to hit us look at you with that look like i could hit you that's what i would do i would just slap you right now and and, like and a little deeper than that he looks (laughs) at you like and what would you do and you're like nothing you're having this whole mental conversation and he attacks your foot you know he's an asshole basically is what we're saying (laughs) <laughs> but he's like over there doing pull-ups like you're not enough for me and then i'll come over and murder you you fucking idiot in the sweetest way yes so kev i guess we should start circling around what people have come here to hear um who left twenty dollars by the bed stand and Who's receiving twenty dollars by the bed stand? 
I think that's a little bit of a weird metaphor, but okay. I just wanted to speak in terms a Florida person would understand. He's over there in oh. Orlando, BJJ. He needs, you got to speak in 20s. It's like, hold on, Kev. Oh, I just realized yeah. something. I know that, you know, Florida's a little bit of a new destination for Alec. But have you considered the fact that, like, man moves to Florida and suddenly is home and asleep by 6 p.m.? No, I've never heard that. I assume Alec is already, because it's been a week or two since we've talked to him, I assume he's already got a really good math guy that's helping him stay on the level. He's He's got a good breakfast dietitian that's like, here's your Coke shake, my man. Yeah. And he's doing the life. And he's got three to seven years before that backfires. I think it's going to be seven because he seems durable, but, you know. Sure. Well, you and I, I think, are just going down different paths. I'm I see him in the, I see him at the Golden Girl House right now, and that's what I'm thinking that he's doing. It's just like he's like, man, uh, uh, I had my early bird dinner with the team, and uh, it's sleepy time now. And they're like, dude, it's eight p.m. And he's like, ooh, it's too late. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. <laughs> It's where Florida. It's where Which grapplers one, go to Alec? Well. They can't both know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just giving you guff. So, Kev, what do we need to reveal to Alec? That he owes us a video, and I think he knows that. Oh, <laughs> there's no yeah. way he doesn't kind of know it. <laughs> it was such a one-sided ass tassery beating. I feel like I I honestly need to pay property taxes on mm. this win. <laughs> I won so much. This was a huge thing. Like nine to three. Nine to three is the number, oh. by the way. That's terrible. I all of the stock. Every bit of this win goes to Jesus Christ, whom mm. I propertized. I said Tell me, Lord, who to pick? He said, tie with him on Nunez and then go everything else he says. <laughs> and I said, yes, Lord, I can do it. Because I didn't know shit about some of these fights and certainly won some ones I did not deserve. And I can only give that it was divine intervention. I want to say this. This has nothing to do with anything. But Kevin and I have not actually talked about this. And I do love keeping Kev up on all religious news and matters. But did you hear that Joel Osteen and Kanye are going to headline tour together around America? Oh, no way. Fuck, that makes yes. my heart happy. Oh. Are you serious? I'm really serious, Kev. So we need to make whatever that character is you did a thing. And I'm just try giving and Alex shit because I got hat. super lucky. But that is the world's <laughs> gift. Wow. Are you kidding? Joel mm -hmm. Osteen and Kanye. It's a great combination of people to have a concert with. It's like, I got to hear this, right? Let's, let's take some it's acid and go gonna... sit up front. Anybody? <laughs> so, Kev, what is the bet? Do, Ali, do you remember what the bet is? Is that $20 by the nightstand? It, no. Truthfully. No, we'll take the money. This actually. is also <laughs> unprecedented. A 9-3 to victory has not happened. <laughs> In a long time.
and the last person to do it was me on the losing end. <laughs> so, so I can't help but feel a little nostalgic that uh, we've reached the point where you owe me some sort of demonstrative technique video. Like, here's how I got choked out by Kevin emotionally. Like, here's how to do, here's how to do the verbal you chap know, heel hook. You know, I, I'm not going to dictate to you how you do your craft. You're the artisan. I actually think that's the right way, Kev. I think he has to do a move that would elicit a verbal tap. And then at the end, when he gets the tap, goes, speaking of which, the best podcast you can possibly <laughs> listen to, to PSA. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get it to you guys. But once again, Appreciate you're the that. expert on all these things. It's like, Kevin, how could you yeah. best verbally tap someone? I'd be like, uh, I'm going to need to consult someone who's much better at jiu-jitsu than I am. Luckily, you are. So this is why the beauty of this game. The only thing that Kevin truly didn't imagine that I did when you guys had put the bet together, and I didn't know what you would come up with, so I was just kind of like, all right, let's see where this goes. But there was definitely a moment where I realized, oh, man, Alec does these really cool bars. Like, he basically splits the screen into three, where it's the main widescreen version of the video and then text up and below. And I thought... Oh my God. Is that going to be used for us? That would be amazing. Especially for <laughs> these dum dums who would watch your video and go, What are you doing this for? What's Alec? talking about? And why are you, <laughs> what does this have to do with anything? We come to you for techniques and you're giving us this? You son of a bitch. Here's <laughs> 99%. I like that you're giving it just his prowess of it's like he also explains shit. Yeah, he has the That's teaching gene. That's good. Alec, this is an important question to ask, though, because you are competitive. You're somebody who does get out there, competes a lot. Like, do you feel bad losing nine to three to Kevin? Uh, you know, I'm honestly just gonna forget about it. <laughs> forget. About it. I just like don't think about it. Ouch! <laughs> that hurt more than anything else you could have said. So we're off. <laughs> I would have settled for yeah. I would have settled for who's Kevin. That hurt a lot. I'm going to do some mental jiu-jitsu. Yeah, no, it, it stings a little bit. I'm not going to lie to have you even speak that boldly to Kevin. But here's the good news. Kev, now we're going to do a segment that I like to call how much would you have paid for that? We always like to say it before. We don't always do it after. So in this segment, I'm going to tell you I would have actually paid forty nine ninety nine. Had I had to pay for that. Instead, I was at a bar in Orange County that played it for free 99. Mm. And that meant that it was the cost of food. And I had a burger that was exactly $12. That's so that was a steal. That's not bad. Did you have a beer? Yeah. You know, this one I didn't uh, have a beer because uh, I don't know if you've ever driven from Anaheim to North Hollywood. It's not a fun drive to make. So I, I was like. Just no. wanted to remind the crowd that you're not fun. Alec, how much would you have paid for this knowing that a com.com subscription is like twelve ninety nine? For the podcast? No, I'm saying you fell asleep and normally you have to pay twelve ninety nine for a sleeping app was the joke I was leading to. How much would you have paid for this show? Priceless. I think he's semi paying attention. 
We're talking UFC 245. I would have no, paid. No, Kev, Kev, He is falling asleep again. That's what's happening. Yeah. Well, I would have paid nineteen ninety nine. Oh, you're saying for the UFC? I, yeah. I would pay zero dollars for the UFC. Oh, he would pay. Zero dollars. Because that's what I paid. But to watch Gary Neal beat up on Matt Perry? That would have been amazing. None of those well, things are accurate. I'm very, very proud that we were able to cover this in a way where most of us watch the fights. And by most of us, I mean, well, I you did the work. But, and I support Kevin in his celebration of his birthday, which, by the way, happy birthday. And I feel that it is important. I would never shoot. I would, I would never shoot on you in front of your, your parents. I feel like you deserve that time off, sir. We watch all of the fights. You get a couple off here and there, though not really. I mean, off air, I'll tell you something different. Well, but Truthfully, someone fell asleep right in front of the TV. Otherwise, <laughs> there was a moment where I was like, oh, <laughs> mom, hello. That's amazing. However, you did. And what company does that put you in, Alec, if you and Kevin's mom, who is not your age, <laughs> both fall asleep at the same time? The AARP uh, group here. Mm-hmm. I will say this. I think if you guys see this on Fight Pass, because if you have Fight Pass for whatever reason, or you see it on ESPN in a month, Definitely give this one a watch. I, I was very pleased with how it came out. I think even though Amanda Noon's fight was still good to watch her be in control and be very, very dominant. Um, Moresh and uh, Aldo was very fun. It's rough to watch Uriah Faber get fucked up so bad, but it's also pretty interesting. Max Holloway is never a boring fight to watch. And again, the inconceivable Camaru and Colby, who look like a fight on paper that you said, I don't know if I want to watch this, was fun. So I give you all of those things. Alec, what's coming up next for you, sir? What's happening in 2020? Finish the sentence. In 2020, I... Taking over, man. Taking everything over. What does that mean? What is, what, how are you going to take over? Competition-wise, you know, I'm going to be all over the place. I'm doing Europeans next month. Oh, nice. Uh Doing seminars pretty much everywhere I can. Doing more content, better content. So just taking over. He'll be teaching for Johnny Depp Jiu-Jitsu any day now. (laughs) (laughs) As long as he dresses up as a pirate. Kira Knightley (laughs) Judo is just down the street. You're going to dig it if you have time. Ah. Sorry, that's a little play on the Orlando jokes from earlier. Everyone's fine. Alec, we couldn't be happy that you came on the show. If people are looking to find you, where are they going to find you, sir? Uh, They can find me online, of course, at Alec Balding. You know, on Instagram, YouTube, YouTube, Facebook, IG, TikTok. And in in person, they can find me at Orlando Beach Day here in, in Orlando, Florida. Or Orlando Bloom. (laughs) (laughs) You hate how catchy it is, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to ask you this because there's a group of our mutual friends who have talked about this. But TikTok? What are you finding on that? Is it basically just more different new Vine? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's... I think personally, for for me, it's been hard to like find the right style. But uh, I think it's you know 
it's for the younger group. Younger crowd is big and it's very creative. Uh, I think more so than IG or Facebook. Like they're doing like cool videos and stuff like that. I just but it's tough. Like, it's tough to crack. Everybody just talks about it and they're like, "You need to get on TikTok." And I was like, D- "We're already on all of them. Like, why do we have to do this one too?" Because that just means I have to do more work, you know? Because you can't, you can't, like, it's like, I don't think your content would go over, like, you couldn't just carry over what you're doing now. You have to, like, make some adjustments. Oh, Uh, then forget it. I'm not doing it. Thank you. That was perfect. That was the exact advice I wanted to you should do it. But what just, the fuck? You told me. You literally just said, hey, Raph, your dog and pony show. Don't do that on there because that won't fly. I'm, I'm saying you have to make adjustments, you know? Like, that's the hard no, part. No, I don't want to make adjustments. <laughs> We've been doing this shit for seven years. The whole beauty of our show is you know what you get when you come on our show. If Thanks. people are listening in, it's not like we're going to basically just reinvent the wheel. We've already done that multiple times. We're good. Well, that's pretty much what TikTok is. You know, it's just like it's a new, new, uh, just new experience. Not a sponsor. Yeah. No. You easily just talked me out of it. I think that was the fastest no, you should do ever it. talked me out of it. You should do it. You should do it. Hey, this is a, and you sound like a ter- <laughs> <laughs> the one the struggle you're doing for one extra <laughs> fucking year. I would never even watch it on there. <laughs> Listen, Alec, I'm so happy we were able to get you on. Uh, you are somebody who is very, very kind to the community. I always love watching your videos. You're super friendly and approachable on all of them. I love the community that you foster. And uh, it's never a strange moment whenever I look up and I see how successful uh, your videos do because – you're you're so in that mix of with your BJJ fanatics and all the shit that you're doing. Like I'm always excited to see what you're working on next. So I'm uh-huh. very stoked that things are working well for you in Florida, and uh, I'm glad we were able to to bring you on the show and, and chat a little bit, sir. Yeah, I mean, if you guys need any new guests, I can find some guys that are way better at trash talking, Kevin. Uh, to be fair, you didn't do too bad at a certain point. You you said you're like, I don't know how to trash talk. I don't know. And then like after three jokes, you're like, Kevin's old. And here's why. <laughs> My third grade uh, humor. Nine to three. You sleep tonight on solid pillowcases, sir. You think about that. I'm <laughs> also going to remind people. If you feel bad about your trash talk, <laughs> all you have to ever do is look at Colby Covington and just, like, figure out at least yours is at a higher reading level than his. So, you're fine. Kev, do you have any parting words uh, for your uh, former opponent, sir? This is what you get for focusing on jujitsu and being great at it. Some of us have been focused on other things, and we've been doing just fine. <laughs> That's all I got, Raph. It's not great, but it's what I got. (laughs) It's good enough. And yeah, I think that's going to do it for us this week. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...